This country is warming twice as fast as the rest of the world. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. 20 million people in Venezuela have experienced widespread water shortages in the last two months due to electricity disruptions affecting delivery systems. In some places, there is no water for up to two weeks. People in Caracas depend on electrical pumps to get water up to their city's 3,000-foot level. Ordinary citizens of all classes have been driven into the streets to search for water regardless of whether it's potent. The Washington Post reports that some residents have to get water from creeks so they can bathe, drink, and cook. Toilets can't be flushed nor kitchens cleaned. The regime in power, that of Nicolas Maduro, places the blame for the water crisis on the U.S. and the opposition for sabotage. Juan Guaido, the leader of the opposition, blames government mismanagement and corruption. Thousands of Venezuelans protested on Saturday, backing opposition leader Guaido, according to Reuters. Runoff in the Upper Missouri River Basin during March far exceeded the previous record set in 1952, causing extreme flooding from Iowa to Nebraska and Kansas. Yale Climate Connections reports that the causes of the inundation go back to last summer's heavy rains that continued into the fall, saturating soils. Then in mid-March, with snow sitting on top of frozen soil, the bomb cyclone hit, bringing heavy rain. Climate change has made wetter weather more common in the Midwest. Eartha reports that the consequences from the flooding could include a large dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico as nutrient-laden waters flow into the Mississippi River. Another problem from the flooding is that farmers will not be compensated for the millions of bushels of grain in storage that were damaged or destroyed. The federal government has no insurance for that type of disaster. Some communities along the Missouri are still struggling to restore drinking water weeks after the flooding. The Associated Press reports that in one Iowa community, officials had to use a boat last week to reach facilities to make repairs, and it still could be a couple of weeks before completion. In a Nebraska town, it could be six months before the water treatment plant is operating. The flooding has started a movement by the Republican governors of Nebraska, Missouri, and Iowa to demand more authority over management of the Missouri River, saying that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers should prioritize flood control over things such as protecting fish and wildlife habitat. There's a national wildlife refuge in the city of New Orleans called Bayou Sauvage, home to 340 species of birds. Late last month, the U.S. government continued a practice there that's been going on for more than 20 years. 10,000 dead Christmas trees were dropped into the bayou to build ecological resilience in marshlands and lagoons. The trees are collected in New Orleans and are bundled in groups of about 75. Then the National Guard uses helicopters to airlift them to drop sites. The manager of the refuge told Earther that the dead Christmas trees are placed to absorb the energy of waves to reduce shoreline erosion and trap silt, keeping waters clear. When the waters are clear, more sunlight can reach submerged vegetation, which is food for waterfowl. The dead trees also serve as a platform where new plants can grow. Another benefit to the program? The trees don't end up in a landfill where they decompose, releasing methane, a potent greenhouse gas. Canada is warming up from climate change at twice the rate of the rest of the world, according to a new report. The average temperature there is 1.7 degrees Celsius, or 3 degrees Fahrenheit, higher than it was 70 years ago, 
about twice the global average increase. Northern parts of the country are warming even more. A government agency commissioned the report, which also concludes that the warming already produced by carbon dioxide emissions from human activity is effectively irreversible. The Guardian reports that scientists don't fully understand the reasons for the increased temperatures in Canada, but melting snow and ice reveal darker, warmer surfaces that don't reflect the sun's heat. The retreat of glaciers and disappearing sea ice contribute to a feedback loop that increases warming. The increased warmth will lead to greater precipitation in places and also more severe heat waves and higher risks of drought and wildfires. Canada has some of the largest carbon emissions in the world due to oil, gas, and petrochemical industries. And people there drive the least efficient vehicles, eat a lot of beef, and fly often. Some provinces still burn a lot of coal. The report says that the only way to keep global temperature rise in line with targets set by the Paris Climate Summit is for global emissions to peak almost immediately, to be followed by rapid and deep reductions. And finally, airplane bathrooms suck both literally and figuratively. Not only do you have to maneuver into tiny spaces to do your business, you have to brace yourself for the loud sucking sound when you flush. That noise not only terrifies small children, but can reverberate throughout the cabin. Although planes have become lighter and more efficient, toilets haven't changed. That's because getting airplane toilets to flush with very little water requires a vacuum, which at 38,000 feet pulls air at nearly half the speed of sound. When things move at that speed, any disturbance to the flow, like the bend of a pipe or a valve opening or closing, generates significant noise. But take heart, frequent flyers. Researchers at Brigham Young University have invented a toilet that's about half as loud. According to a university press release, to solve the problem, the BYU team focused on three valve positions that are noisy during the flush cycle. They added additional piping to increase distances between the toilet bowl and the flush valve and made the pipes more of a gradual bend rather than a sharp 90-degree angle. The quieter commode was simple physics, they say, and note that current airplane toilets can easily be retrofitted with their design. The vacuum-assisted toilets could also be used on cruise ships and trains, and even in new buildings to reduce water use. The sky's the limit. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Waterworks Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th, in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org.